scar, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Oh, hi everybody. It's Colby. Hope you guys are tuning in and are excited for tonight's episode. Uh, tonight is just such a special treat. You guys are going to be blown away by who the guest is tonight because she is absolutely unbelievable. She's an internationally acclaimed best-selling author, spiritual medium. She's a motivational coach. She's a mother. She's a, she's all around incredible. And that is Rebecca Rosen. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I'm so glad to have you tonight. And, and thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to talk to us and talk to the listeners and viewers tonight. And uh, I really, really do appreciate it. So it's going to be an exciting show for everyone. So I'm super happy to have you. Thank you. I was really honored at the invitation. So thanks for having me. Sure, sure. So tell me a little bit like, um, you know, for a lot of people who don't necessarily know what spiritual medium is, do you mind just sharing a little bit of what that is and how you work for the viewers? Of course. Um, you know, so spiritual medium is the same thing as psychic medium. Um, I put the emphasis for me on medium because I, I really am here to do mediumship work more than psychic reading. Um, so what I focus on is connecting the living with the dead. And my specialty happens to lie in connecting and hearing from departed loved ones, spirit guides, and angels. And then it's my job to take what they're communicating and interpret it and bring through meaningful messages for the living. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it, it very much is um it is similar to the, I like the spiritual part though. I mean, I think the spiritual medium is, is great because it does let people know you're, you're tapping into that soul as well, which is exciting, you know? Yes, it is. And I love how people have been so receptive and opening up to it over the years. It's, it is pretty un, unremarkable. Uh, you know, it's that you can say it in a room now and not have someone look at you like you're crazy, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I know. 20 years ago when I started this, it wasn't the case, for sure. Wow, yeah. I mean, truly like, you know, kind of one of those pioneers in the uh, industry, for sure. How was it when you first got in? Tell me a little bit about, you know, your experience. Like, how did you know you were supposed to do this as your, your calling in life? You know, I was 20 years old, and I was in college, and I thought my calling was advertising. I was... <laughs> Sure, I was going to come out and I did with a degree in marketing and advertising. I never once used it, but I got a degree in communications, the College of Communications. And, you know, here I am in communications with the spirit world. Um, how did I know? You know, it was one of those things where my dead grandmother started talking to me and I thought I was going crazy. And I said, you know, prove it. And over the course of time, she did. And so after two years of communicating with her through my automatic writing, I started to believe that this was real and that I could actually maybe do something good with it for other people. And so when I graduated with that degree, I tried to get a job. It was not flowing. And so I, I 
prayed and asked the universe. And I, again, I wasn't completely sure at that point what I was asking for other than help me know what to do with this responsibility, with this gift. And I told God, if you want me to do this, you bring everyone and everything to me because I am not going to go solicit <laughs> business. Uh-huh. And sure enough, it just flowed. After that, I got out of my own way. I, it was like coming out back then. This is back in 1999 when, you know, people didn't really talk about mediumship. And yeah. it was it was fairly new um, for the mainstream audience. And so, um, you know, things just happen. And one thing led to another. And I built up by word of mouth a clientele. And here we are 20 years later. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. And I, I think that same thing. It is, um, there is that, you know, a or yes, our our loved ones they do love to uh, <laughs> talk to us and motivate us. But there is that surrender that you know, if you you want me to do this, you you got to help me or you got to show me something, right? It's at that ultimate surrender that we go through. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think. Well, I know we all have a mind, and for a lot of us, that mind brings in doubt. Yes. And when there's doubt, you lose your power. And so what I had to get past was not caring if I was right or wrong. Right. That's the ego. It's more get out of the way, become a pure vessel and allow spirit to use you without an attachment to the outcome. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, you teach this work as well, right? So you you have classes and teach students as well. Is that right? I do. You know, right now at this point in my journey, I'm doing more audience readings to demonstrate the work, to okay. bring through messages. Um, I Yes, I've done many workshops. My books are all tools to teach people how to do it for themselves. I actually have a, um, it's called Rebecca's Inner Circle. And it's a it's a membership site where this year, 2017, the whole year is dedicated to teaching people how to do it for themselves. Oh, that's great. I so believe that we need to empower people to stop looking outside of themselves, even to us for the answers and to trust they have that, that own ability, the inner guidance within. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And then, so if they go to your website, they can find this, uh, this inner circle membership. Is that right? Called Rebecca's inner circle. It's all on RebeccaRosen.com. And again, I had a dream about this, um, one day I will do um, actually like certifications if I, you know, when I get there. But for now, this is the way to pass along all the wisdom I've learned and how it's helped me to get to where I'm at in doing this work for myself and for others. Oh, that's fantastic. Now you have this new book. So let's talk about the brand new book. Okay. It's called What the Dead Have Taught Me About Living Well. I mean, what a great title. First of all, tell me, how, how did you come up with that title? I have to be honest, my publisher came up with the title <laughs> and brought it to me and I thought it was brilliant because, you know, what we've learned from the past, I have two other books, but you need to tell the reader what the book is about in the title. Yes. And this book says it all, you know, it's point blank. This is the wisdom and insight I've gained over all these years in doing this work and, and here it is passing it along to everyone else. And what inspired you to write the book? Was there anything in particular? Was it just saying, hey, I want to pass on this knowledge? Or did you get a a download from Spirit? (laughs) 
you know, originally when I, when I got the book deal, I had one direction that I was headed in and it's, you know, fairly similar in that I've always wanted to keep it real. You know, I'm a normal person. I'm not immune to the everyday challenges that we all face and go through. And I want to show people how I do it by using this higher guidance to make sense of my inner and outer world. But two months into writing the book, I had this huge miracle happen, a big surprise that I will not share because it's all in the book and it would completely spoil it. But that shifted the direction of the book entirely. Wow. And it became about my my favorite quote, man plans and God laughs. laughs. This is my book of surrender. Right. Oh, I thought I thought I had one book here and they're up there laughing, saying, nope, yeah. here's where you're going with this. And so it made it very relatable and real. And I say the spirits use me as a guinea pig to go through um, certain situations to pass on important lessons to everyone that I work with. And that's exactly what happened during the writing of this book. How long did the book take you to write? Uh, it took us about somewhere between six to nine months. Okay. So not too, too bad. That's not too bad. It is. And yeah. it's amazing how much can happen. in six. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to find out what happened in the book, right? That's right. So and if anyone's looking for the book, you know, you can find uh, there's a bunch of places, but you know, Amazon and Barnes and Noble are carrying it. And those are two of the easiest places probably to go online and just purchase it and, and get it. But it's what the dead have taught me about living well. And, uh, just for anyone out there, if you want to give us a call three, two, three, nine, nine, two, three, one, one, five. Now we're not going to do private readings, but if you have a question about your mediumship or training or anything like that, you want to kind of know how something works, you know, Feel free to call. It's just not for private readings if you can just respect that at 323-992-3115. So now you're coming to L.A. though, right? Because you're located in Denver. Is that right? I'm in Denver, Colorado. I moved here 11 years ago. I was living in Santa Monica and I loved it very much. Uh huh. Um, but at that time, I just had my first baby and I just felt like um, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska and I didn't want to go quite that far back, but you know, I felt like I needed to move closer to home. And so it's been a nice place to be, but I love coming back. Any chance I get to come back to LA, I take it. Oh, good. Yeah. Now this is going to be great. So, you know, just for anyone uh, out there, Rebecca is actually coming to LA next week. So March 7th, it's, uh, she's going to be at the Sheraton Universal Hotel. That's Reading Universal City. So it's great. We have it up there. Um, leave the link up just for a second so people can see where to get tickets. You guys, you know, get your tickets. I mean, this is an amazing opportunity to see such a world-renowned medium with all of this experience do demonstration live. I mean, wow, right? I mean, it's, it's so incredible. Rebecca, what's your favorite part about a public demonstration? You know, nothing makes me happier than when I get spirits to be really loud and clear and give concrete, solid evidence. You know, I'm sure you get this. Yes. Yeah. Stuff that there's no way yeah. we could know. None. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you can give somebody that proof that that loved one who's now in spirit is really watching and listening and with them, not because I'm reading them in that moment, but two days before that, or something that you tell them that happens a week later. Wow. Yeah. It, it's so amazing. The authentic faith yeah. that 
a person, you know, receives through that experience. And so that is really why I do the demonstrations. And then my message is at the end of the day, when you walk out of here, it's a to be continued. Yes. Your spirits are watching you, listening and available to help you. And that's the basis of my next book. It's basically, look, the only way I navigated my way through the messiness of life was by calling on my guides and asking them for help and to give me signs, mm-hmm. show me proof that I'm not alone and that you guys have got my back here. And, and that's exactly what they do for me every single day. And so I love being able to pass that wisdom on to the people I work with. What about, you know, through this process, did you ever have a point where you thought, I'm, I, I got to quit this, I can't do it anymore? Was, did that ever come up for you? You know, at this point, no, it hasn't. Um, There's days like we all have where I don't feel up to working. You know, doing this work, you have to raise your vibration so high. Yes. You have to be so removed. You have to put all your baggage on the shelf while you show up and try and be as pure of a vessel, a channel for the people you're working with. And so there's days, you know, I'm a mom. I have six kids. Oh my and, goodness. <laughs> I, I know. And I have a big job. My I'm married, second marriage, blended family, right? And so I have all these responsibilities. And so there's days where I feel spent. I'm exhausted. Yes. However, every time I get back to work, I remember why I love this so much. And when I get to do readings for people, it feeds me as much as I feel it feeds them. Yeah. And you ever get done a reading and maybe you retire kind of going into it, but you raise your vibration. And then by the end of that session, you're feeling like so happy and so good and so energetic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's definitely, it's like you get amped up. It's this electricity that's running through you. And then an hour after I'm done, I crash. (laughs) Yeah. Coming back down to earth. It is. And it's not always pleasant. Yeah, it it is. What is the, um, can you think, kind of, I know it's going back 20 years or so, but can you think of any particular experience that, was just the most gratifying or the most that you were just so aha moment for you? So there's a lot of them, obviously, um, in doing this for so long. However, it's always the ones where I'm bringing through children that have died for families that are still living and grieving. Um, Sometimes it's the reverse. It's the children who are here left by a parent that died. Oh, yeah. And so the, I mean, the one that comes to mind. So I filmed a television show for Lifetime last year. It was called The Last Goodbye. And my very last episode was for somebody here in Colorado. And uh, this woman, so I, this 20 year old girl, I go to her house. When I go into these episodes, I don't know where I'm going, who I'm reading. That's the whole point. I'm supposed to know nothing to make it very real and honest. So I walk in, I sit down and right away I hear Beverly Hills. And so I'm asking her, do you have a connection to Beverly Hills, Los Angeles? She's like, my mom's name is Beverly. Oh, wow. Yeah. As you know, the spirits play shades with us. How do we get Rebecca to say Beverly? Okay. (laughs) So I then had waves of nausea because the night before, and this might be too much information, I had a stomach bug and I was throwing up and I thought I had food poisoning. Turns out 
it's, it was sympathetic pain in a sense, because all of a sudden I said to her, was your mom poisoned before she died? And she said, yes. Oh. And so the spirit was taking me through reliving what she went through before she died. And long story short, this 20 year old girl, two years before her mother was poisoned and murdered. Oh God. Chopped up, put in the back of the car by her brother. Oh, awful, awful, awful. And I mean, you can imagine the nightmares this poor girl has. So to be able to bring through the mom is okay. The mom is at peace. The mom wants her to try to find it in her heart to let go of the situation and forgive. You know, again, I told her, this is why I do this work. And she has reached out to me since and remind and, and shared with me that this changed the course of her life. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you just gave me chills. <laughs> it's pretty I amazing. Mean, and it's times like that, that that's why we do this. It's so rewarding. It's yeah. so rewarding when you can kind of convey that message and it helps someone with some peace or some closure or helps them look at it and understand it in a new way. Mm-hmm. So um, now the, you know, you wrote the other book. So you have Spirited and Awaken the Spirit Within. Can, do you mind just sharing a little bit about those just in case someone hasn't heard of those or gotten those yet as yeah, well? Of course. So Spirited, you know, is um, that is my what I call my 101. That is my memoir. It's how I got into this. It's my whole story coming from being a skeptic into embracing my gift and obviously becoming a believer. And it's showing people how to do it for themselves. Good. I so firmly believe we all have a sixth sense. We all have a gift of intuition, whether or not we choose to acknowledge it or exercise it is a different you know, situation. And you absolutely at any point can wake up to it and start to work with it. Now we all have it to different degrees. Some of us like you and I can do it for other people, but in the end we can all do it for ourselves. Yes. And so I, I really felt strongly. I wanted to show readers what it looks like and give them tools to use, to develop it. My second book, Awaken the Spirit Within, that is a more masterclass book. You know, I combined wisdom of the Kabbalah Um, It is not a religious book, but I did take ancient spiritual traditions and I wove it into this talking about the team spirit and team spirit to me. It's a group of spiritual beings that work with us, our departed loved ones, our spirit guides, our angels and archangels and how to work with them to co-create our best life. And so I walk readers through prayers and meditations and an understanding of what that higher hierarchy looks like in the spirit world oh that's that's fantastic and that and that's great and so much of the connection for someone on their own really does really happen through that meditation and them allowing themselves to connect to their own team so that's a great guide to help them yeah it really you know and again it's the it's the book that reminds us who we are we're human beings i mean no we're not we're spiritual beings. <laughs> that was not what I meant to say, but we are souls. We are eternal spiritual beings. And one day the vessel, the body dies, but the soul lives on. And then remembering why we're here. We all have a purpose. If we are still in the body, it means we still have work to do on this earth plane. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and, and, and that's the, um, that's the thing, you know, when someone loses a loved one, you know, and to say, well, you know, they kind of graduated, they get to, they got 
done. They got done all their homework. <laughs> exactly right. And, and crossing over is like summer break. It is. It's yeah. like, yeah. So, you know, hopefully that offers some relief for those. Are any of your children intuitive, uh, you know, to, to a psychic or, or mediumship level that you've noticed? You know, I really think all children are, mm -hmm. and, you know, until they're talked out of it or they don't um, nurture that ability. One of my boys, my 12-year-old son, Jacob, he is very, very psychic. And whether he wants to be or not, he <laughs> he has not demonstrated any mediumship. None of them. I have um, I, I have two boys and a daughter. And then my husband had three girls. Oh, wow. The daughter together. And so um, one of my husband's daughters is incredibly, she's an empath. She's sensitive. She feels energy. The others, not so much. Um, they probably could if they wanted to. But my baby is like, I think wiser and older than all of us combined. Wow. I can see her. She's nine months old. And I can see her looking around and seeing. And there was a time I remember like three months into her being here, I, I was nursing her at night and I looked up and I, I saw her staring at something and I saw the energy moving. I didn't oh, know who wow. was. <laughs> but seeing exactly what I'm also seeing. Wow. Wow. That was it. That's incredible. Um, it's great. It's it's nice. To, and, and now, you know, the wonderful thing is, is that you are in a position to nurture it as they get older. So that's that's the fun part of it. You know, in my new book, I have a whole chapter dedicated to children and specifically that how oh, you nurture your own child's innate psychic intuitive abilities. Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah. And and because you get that question a lot. You get that question a lot from parents wondering about children and um, feeling like they have gifts and, and not sure what to do. So that's fantastic yeah. um all right everybody just so you know uh rebecca is coming to la she's coming to la next tuesday march 7th so get your tickets now you don't want to miss out it's uh from 7 to 10 and it's at the sheraton universal hotel which is a beautiful beautiful space it's at universal city i mean what it's just you know it's to see a medium on a show or YouTube, um, all of that is, is really wonderful and it's empowering. But when you get to see them live, you feel that energy. I mean, you can feel the energy throughout the entire space. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yes. So I, I encourage you, you know, please don't miss out on, on getting to see Rebecca because, you know, it's it's this is just a great opportunity to take some friends, some family, you know, make it a night out, especially where the location is. Great. There's restaurants and everything right around there. So that's fantastic. You know, um, the reason I also do these groups is it's a safe space for people who are on the fence. They kind of don't know what to do with all of this to sit back and witness it. You know, you have a few hundred people there. The chances of getting read, you know, they're kind of slim. I read probably in two hours at a group of 500, I'll probably read 30 or 40 people. But the bottom line is the whole group gets messages, universal yes. messages. And a lot of times people will say, look, I came and you didn't read me, but I heard exactly what I needed to hear. And I had the chills all night long. So if you end up there, it's because something bigger than us brought us together. And, and that's how, you know, we just rely on spirit guiding it.
Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said, too, that it is like a to be continued. Like, again, because in those messages, you know, maybe you'll give them you'll give them something that is discovered later, which is great. Or you'll give them the tools that they need just having that experience of knowing that their mom is around or, or loved one is around, you know, which is so healing. So healing. And when you walk out of there, whether you had a direct message or an indirect one, it's so inspiring because you realize, wow, they are watching, they are listening. You know, it's not a one-sided conversation. Right. Yeah, it's it's not. And um, so for you, when you work, do you, you know, do you see, hear and feel or do you have one of your clairs that's stronger than the others? I love talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> um, the answer is I do all of it. I I am a very involved medium where they seem to think I can handle five things at the same time. Yeah. That's true, but they'll throw me clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance all at the same time. So I am hearing, seeing, feeling, and I know something all within 10 seconds. Yes. And then it's like being bombarded by like 12, three-year-olds all talking <laughs> at the same time and wanting your attention. And so then I have to like try and integrate and incorporate and then communicate what I'm downloading. Yes. Make a meaningful, accurate message. And so it, it really is like playing the game of trades. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. And do you ever... Um... Do you ever get something and then, you know, do you ever misinterpret something and then are able to figure it out or does it just kind of hit? Time. Okay. <laughs> All the time. I, I always tell the people I work with, I know when I know, and I know when I don't know. And if I don't know, I'm going to be totally full disclosure. This makes no sense to me. I got to sit and work through this for a minute. So what I do is, because I'm so big on being responsible about the guidance I deliver. I yeah. never want to mislead somebody or give them wrong information. And so I work with the spirit and say, okay, clarify that. Give me more. Yeah. I need to know for sure that's what you mean. I need to know for sure that's for this person. And I always get there in the end, yes. sometimes faster than others. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pro I always tell people, this is not a spiritual science or a perfect science. This is a practice. Mm -hmm. for any of us. Yes. And I'm still learning. I'll be learning until the day I leave this world. Um, but it's, it's really enjoyable for me because I see the healing that it brings about. Yeah. It, you know, it does. And it's, it's wonderful that you're doing this work. I mean, cause it, you know, it isn't, it isn't the easiest line of work, so to speak. I mean, there's so much responsibility around it. Um, a lot of energy. There's a lot of sacrifice that people, I don't know if they realize. So, you know, you really are a servant to, to spirit. You really are. And it's as the older I get, the more responsibility I feel I've taken on. And, you know, I have to remind myself that I'm still a human being having this experience as a mother, as a daughter, as a wife. And I have to remember to set boundaries so that I can balance all my roles because you become so honored and focused on serving spirit. Sometimes you forget to live your life and that's the irony. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. The dead are always telling me, look, <laughs> yeah. life is short, but sweet. Yeah. And 
you know, spend quality time with the ones you love now while you haven't. Yeah. So I really have made it a point these past couple of years to honor that message. Oh, you know, that's good. Do you find, um, you know, and I know working as a professional, we kind of need to know, uh, you know, when to turn the light on and, and when to let the light off, so to speak, right? Um, but do you ever find that you're able when you are relaxing with your family or friends, are you fully able to detach and fully able to feel completely in the moment with them? No, I wish. <laughs> I I always tell people that's the blessing and the curse of yeah. having a gift because I'm sensitive and I, I am a walking giant sponge and I pick up everyone's stuff living and dead. Yeah. And like it or not. And I always tell people, we can't turn them off. We're not that powerful, but we can turn it down and tune it out. Yes. Or we can tune into it. And so when I'm with friends, no, I'm trying not to work. I'm trying to just enjoy their company. However, if their dead loved one is screaming in my ear or something, right? Yeah. That's a different <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I'll tell you, it is, it is, um, it's a balance. Maybe it's a bit of a balance, right? It is. I'm really big on boundaries. I do not share information if I'm not working because I don't know if that person wants or is ready to hear. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a different story if I know somebody well and I feel they're open and available, but I, I would never overstep that boundary unless somebody told me to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I always compare to a doctor, you know, you don't have a doctor walking up, just starting to take your temperature or, you know, check your pulse out of the blue, right? <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we need a little bit of permission. So we know that you, um, you, you know, there is, we do have one caller. Let's, let's answer the call, but I'll, I'll make sure that it's not a private reading. Let's, let's take the call. What is it? 201? Okay. Let's go ahead and take 201. Hey, 201. This is Colby and Rebecca. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. What's your name? My name is Emma. Hey, Emma. Now, Emma, we're not doing private reading. So do you have like a mediumship question for Rebecca or something about training that you would like to ask her? Well, maybe how can I get in touch with my spirit guide? That's a great question. Uh, Rebecca, any suggestions as to how she, she can get in touch with her spirit guide? Yes. You know, the biggest thing is setting the intention. So if you, whether you say it out loud or you feel it deeply from your heart or you write it down, you want to ask them to reveal themselves to you and just make yourself open and available. And what I usually do after you set the intention, again, spoken or written or heartfelt, then meditate. And meditation sometimes scares people because they think there's a formal way to do it. And there's really not. Meditation is simply listening. It's the prayer is the asking the intention, right? That's you praying. The meditation is you listening and receiving whatever it is that they want to share with you to show you who your guide is. So for example, you might sit down, ask the, the prayer, who are my spirit guides? Who's working with me? Close your eyes, start breathing. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, you get a vision or let's say a feeling of your grandmother. Okay. So in your mind, you can communicate back and forth. It's telepathic. You might say, okay, is that you, grandma? Are you my guide? Then you might see a green, a green light, like a stoplight, um, you know, and a green would mean yes. 
kids. Okay. So it's again, they're going to, or you might hear in your mind's voice, the word yes, or you might feel this overwhelming sense of getting the chills. And so they communicate with our clairs, our senses. So it's, you know, the bottom line is you have to kind of learn this foreign language. And that is what I was saying with my inner circle. I teach people how to do it. My first book, Spirited. But um, I do think meditation is the best way to get in touch with your spirit guides. Oh, that's great. Great. Uh, Emma, I hope that uh, helps you and uh, and allows you to kind of connect to your own spirit guide. But, you know, and also if you get the book Spirited and uh, that will help you, at least you'll have that reference back, you know, and keep going back to it. So, um, right. And I have to clearly say spirit guides who are my spirit guides like I'm talking to them. Yes, exactly. Because they hear you. I know that for a fact. They hear you. And you don't even have to say it out loud. You have to feel that question from your heart. But you know what I just realized in my new book, What the Dead Have Taught Me About Living Well, I have a guided meditation that helps you get in touch with your spirit guides. And if you get by the book, there's an audio meditation that walks you through an actual meditation to get to know them. It's your whole team spirit. So it will take you through getting to know and connecting with your departed loved ones, your spirit guides, your guardian angels, and any higher beings working with you. So thank you so much, Emma. Okay. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, did. Thank oh, you. Oh, good, good, good. Um, now, we do have another caller. She seems like she's got this really uh, great question, right? Is it, was there, it's, uh, how, so it's just online here, Rebecca. So how do you balance, um, how do you balance, now you, I know it says, how do you balance being a psychic and a medium at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of all the same. It's okay. So think of it like a doctor. A doctor is always a doctor, but their specialty might be they're an oncologist or they're a dentist, right? Or a pediatrician. So I'm a psychic. We're all psychic. My specialty is mediumship. Okay. So when I do a reading, I can't control if the information coming through is past, present, or future. It's usually a combination of all of it. I'm very big on letting my um, clients know I don't do readings to predict the future solely. Definitely mm -hmm. information comes through some readings about uh, potential future events that might unfold if they simply go with the flow and fa fall into their destiny. Okay. Um, so yes, psychic information does come through, but I focus more, my intention I think is what steers the reading more on the present and the past. And I work with that because you can validate that. Yeah. It's very hard to validate if I'm saying you're going to meet a man at the age of 29 named Matt and you're only 21, right? Yeah. You just kind of have to trust me. <laughs> but, and, but at the same time, I only give psychic information if I feel like it's going to be helpful. And I, I ask the angels and spirits to only give people psychic predictive information. If it's going to help them or guide them in some way, never to scare them, to be hurtful. You know, I have so often spirits will, uh, a loved one medium doing mediumship, let's say the father of a man I'm reading comes through and he died of a heart attack. And he's coming through saying, son, learn from my mistake, take care of your health. This is hereditary, go get your heart checked out, something's off. That's not, knowledge is power. That's not coming through to scare him. It's coming through to help him. And I've had so many times people come back to me saying, wow, yeah. I had no idea, but I had 99% blockage. I oh. went into emergency bypass surgery. Yeah. So 
so I use I use that power for good. But again, the mediumship piece is kind of it's it's kind of all one and the same with the psychic. How do you feel about the concept or the idea of free will? So I, I absolutely believe in free will. I think that is what the gift God, whatever you call your higher power, has given us, and that's why you see so much um, darkness and negativity in the world because it's a lot. I think at, in the end we're all good. I think we all have that seed of God or goddess, that God spark within us, but not all of us choose to exercise that. That's the free will. And so you either use your power, your gifts for good or for, for evil. Yeah. And, and so unfortunately that is part of the contrast, the duality um, of being in this earth school. So I think I take my free will, you know, I take it very, I, I seriously, I, I feel very like re responsible with the choices I make every day. And one more thing about that. You can come from a place of fear or a place of love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so every day I just set the intention, help me make choices from love, not fear. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, so what about this idea? Um, you know, I know you've done a lot of TV, you know, there's, which is wonderful. I mean, it's like everything. I mean, you've been on everything. <laughs> Dr. Phil, Entertainment Tonight, Extra Nightline, The Rachel Ray Show, you have your, your show Awaken. When you're on that, um, do you feel an added pressure? Do you get worried? Or, you know, is it just okay for you? Like, how, how does that mediumship work in the different environments? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. In the in my beginning years, oh, I was a nervous wreck. I was terrified. It, I was in my ego. I, I was. It was all about what am I going to look like? What are they going to think of me? What if I can't perform? What if nothing comes through? Right now, I'm at this point where I think it's you know the more you do it, it's just the the more faith you have and and the more confident you are that if you just show up with the intention to serve get out of your own way, you get out of your ego, it always works out. And so the more I show up with that intention and the more it does prove to be true, the less nervous I am. Um, and so it really, I guess, the, it, whether there's a camera on me or not, if I'm just in front of my own large audience reading or I'm on Dr. Oz, it doesn't matter to me. In the end, I'm trying to uh, detach from the external physical world and focus internally on the spiritual world yeah yeah um so is in that working and in that space when you're in that vibration um is there anything that ever comes to you that you're you're not sure whether or not you deliver it or do you just kind of give everything you know i give everything i i really I really just try and bring through whatever comes through um, as long as, again, it's responsibly. Uh-huh. It's going to be helpful and not cause more confusion or hurt or pain. Yeah. And so, um, but there, I have to be honest, there are times I have no idea what I'm bringing through. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know who's talking because, <laughs> again, for me, I don't see them as bodies. Yes. I don't hear their voices. So. I'm getting a download from five spirits at once trying to figure out, okay, wait, 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 time out. Who's saying <laughs> Yeah, can everyone, everyone just 
take a spot, be yeah. quiet for a second. <laughs> and, and it's again, it's like working with preschoolers. Well, I was, I was just going to say, having now six kids, has your mediumship gotten better? Because at yeah. the dinner table, you're used to wrangling that conversation. You know what? It's gotten better, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm so tired. <laughs> when I'm tired, I do my best work. Yeah. My mind is out of the way. Oh, that's you know what's interesting. Just a you know, I used to be a tax manager for a CPA firm. If you can, wow. right? And um, and I still did both. And I was so afraid to let go of that tax manager uh, because I thought my readings wouldn't be as good because I thought that was so logical and all the. And, you know, it was quite the opposite. Once you surrender and you are letting go, it does it does get stronger. Um, there is another question from we, we've got a viewer with another question. She said, you know, how do you how do you handle and I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but what about if feedback from a client isn't positive? I mean, have you ever had that experience where? Sure. OK, now, how did you handle that or how what do you do if it's not like the message they want or something oh, like totally. that? Yeah. So my first um, thought on this, and it's not happened very many times. I'm very grateful for this. If I can't read somebody at all, I, I acknowledge it. I, I need spirits to show up to feed me information. It's very different than psychic work because you could, I, you and I could probably read anybody psychically because you're tuning into their energy and aura. Yeah. But for the dead to show up, you know, that's out of our control. All we right. can do is pray and ask, set intention, and then see who shows up. And so if I can't, you know, get anything, I would, I'd let them go and I would not charge them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I said, Hey, I can't work for you. I'm sorry. It's so rare. I can't even, it's happened on, I can count on one hand in the last year, maybe in any event that I just got nothing. Yeah. And I read tons of thousands of people. So if you're in front of me, you're going to get something. Now, if it's negative in nature, the first of all, if it was dark or hurtful or evil, I would cut off the communication immediately. But I've never had that ever. Thank God. Um, sometimes it's hard to hear information where I'll have a spirit come through saying, hey, by the way, your spouse is having an affair. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> very touchy subject, you know, information. But in the end, I've had people fight me on stuff that they later came oh, back. Oh, yeah. And said, Rebecca, I was mm-hmm. so angry and so upset, but it turned out you were right. Or I wasn't ready to hear it at the time, I right? I wasn't ready to hear my departed dad. He knew and he was trying to protect me and I'm so sorry. And now I get it. And so I always, I don't take it personally. I always tell people, look, sit with this. You know, yeah. I record my readings. I want my clients to be able to sit with it after the fact, whether it's a day later or a year later, 10 years later. And when they're ready to hear it, hopefully they'll be able to process whatever it is they couldn't hear at the time. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that's really good. And they do, though. They, they will go back and listen to it. And it is nice if you, you get that email <laughs> saying, oh, I heard it again. Do yeah. you um do you still ever do like one on one sessions or really this yeah. demonstration is primarily what you do? You know, I still do private readings. Okay. I have a pretty long wait list. So it's, um, I think, to make myself more available to people, I've been doing my small groups. In fact, I come back to Los Angeles all the time. Okay, great. I do these small groups where it's um, eight people. They're my spirit circles where everybody gets a reading. Good. And they're really powerful. And those, it's easier to get into. Um, but then I do these large demonstrations and I, I love the large events. They're amazing. But again, if you really need a private reading, 
Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to come to the large event with the hope you're going to get a private reading. You want to come open-minded. You might get one, you might not, you'll get something. Right. So I still make myself available to do privates and the small groups that get privates because I feel just as frustrated sometimes and, and disappointed when I can't reach everybody. Yes. You know, yeah. As an empath, I feel feel that need of so many people who need to hear from their departed loved ones. And I want to give that. However, my time and energy is totally limited. You know, yes, this this is like amping yourself up to this high voltage. You cannot sustain that for five, 10 hours. Oh no. Right. Yeah. You can't. Three hours is my max. Yes. I'm done after three. Yes. Now, okay, so for anyone, um, these circles that you're doing in L.A., or do you update that on your website? So if people are following your website, they can see it? Okay, so go to her website, everybody, RebeccaRosen.com, and you can you can then find out what she's doing, where is she, you know, get your hands on it. And you have a newsletter also, is that right? I do. I have a newsletter, a blog. Um, again, I try and give out as much content as I can to my followers. Um, because again, I'm not always accessible yes. you know, directly, but I do feel so strongly. I want to be there for other people who, you know, either feel they have their own psychic abilities they want to develop, or they just are curious about this work and they want to know again, more about it for in general, but also for themselves. What are your uh, social media handles? If you don't mind sharing those. Sure. Um, so I have, um, so my Rebecca Rosen fan page on Facebook. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. Medium Rebecca Rosen, um, at medium Rebecca Rosen on Twitter. Um, and I'm blanking. I have an Instagram. Yes. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over, but it's, you know, medium Rebecca Rosen. Okay, perfect. Yeah. This way they get to find you and see you and kind of connect with you. We do have a, another question, if you don't mind. Uh, one, Linda asks, can, you know, what are your thoughts on reincarnation? You know, do you believe in it? How do you feel? How do you feel that it works? I absolutely believe in it. Um, you know, a long, long time ago, they, my guides and angels showed me that we come back in soul groups and they look like circles within circles. And so you have these primary groups, the people, the five to, you know, 10 people that are your soulmates that you're constantly connecting with in different lifetimes. And then you have the people secondary and, you know, so on groups that come and go in and out of your lives. And about a year after getting this download, I read Dr. Michael Newton's books, Journey of Souls. Oh, yeah. Destiny of Souls. And it, it confirmed exactly that. I mean, that really flipped me out. I was like, wow, we're getting the same information here. And so, yes, we it's an it's an ongoing to do list. Basically, yes. we're never going to get all of our life lessons done in one lifetime. And we're not expected to No, but Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you'll pick up where you left off when you cross over and then you're going to come back into a body and pick up where you left off from there. <laughs> and, and it's just an ongoing growing and evolving your own soul by going through different experiences, positive and negative. That's, that's fantastic. And that's, that's a great way to share and point it out to the listeners. Um, all right. One more final question for you. 
what if uh, you ha- agreed on a password for a loved one? Like, so, you know, they're passing and it says, okay, when you pass, you got to show me rainbow or give me rainbow. That's our target keyword or symbol. And then it doesn't happen. They get a reading and rainbow doesn't come up in the reading. How, how do you respond to this idea? Yeah, I think it's great to set the intention, but you know, it sometimes it's not through the reading they get the message. Sometimes it's on their own the day after the reading, yeah. the rainbow shows up. Okay. You know, it the and sometimes it's the ability of the medium. You know, sometimes I tell my clients, look, I may not be a good match to your dead grandfather and he may not communicate well with me, but he might do great with another medium. Right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm not getting it. They have to use my frame of reference. So let's say it's a 1920s song. Mm -hmm. And I don't know 1920s music. I know 2000 music. And so if they're trying to communicate something that is way out of my frame of reference, good luck. Okay. Okay. It's not always that it's not real. It's just sometimes it's not through that means in which the sign will come. Okay. Okay. That's great. This way people can kind of, um, balance their expectations. So, um, I've really, you know, we're just about at the end here. And so I, you know, I really want to thank you so much for sharing your insight, sharing your gift. And, uh, I I really, really do appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you doing this and, and opening people's minds and hearts to this work. So thank you. Sure. So, um, all right. So everyone, here's the deal. She's got a brand new book. Uh, go out and get it. You know, it's What the Dead Have Taught Me About Living Well. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Go to her website, RebeccaRosen.com. You know, follow her on social media. Get the newsletter. There's some good stuff in there. And uh, finally, don't forget, she's coming to L.A. next Tuesday, March 7th at the Sheraton Universal Hotel. Get your tickets, you know, get them now. Sign up, bring friends, I'm telling you. It's so much fun when you get your family and friends and everybody makes an evening out of it. It's, It's such a special moment. And when you've got someone as renowned as Rebecca, you know, it is a gift to have her at such a large venue here in LA. So please, you know, it's worth the drive in LA traffic, I will tell you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And thank you so much, Rebecca. And uh, really have a wonderful night and have a a great event next week. Uh, Thank you. Blessings. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.